0: conversation with Michael Seibel. Hope you heard last time. Let's jump back into the conversation this time. I had a a great treat a few years ago to teach uh, at Pepperdine in their uh, TV program. And I started describing uh, one day about, you know, how do you shoot and all that. I mentioned the word David, uh, I I mentioned the the great director, David Lean. And I still remember this, Michael, to to this day. I had about 20 students in the class that looked at me and there was this blank stare. They had no idea who David Lean was. And I said, Oh my goodness. How can you go out and in, into the future now, the present and in the future without knowing the great masters of the past? I said, David Lean, Dr. Chivago, Bridge on the River Kwai, etc." They didn't know what those films were. They didn't even know how to spell David Lean. And so I said, okay, you go look him up and we're going to talk about him and his career uh, next week, next class. <laughs> and, and yeah, and there's a couple, um, the the film seminars and, and that I do, I will say if you, you want to know how to frame a shot, I'll give you a couple movies to start with. One is My Darling Clementine.
1: Excellent film. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. Yeah. Incredible cinematographer.
0: Yeah. And I think it was Greg Toland. I'm pretty sure it was Greg Toland. I think it was, yes. I think it was, yeah. Uh, who also did Citizen Kane. And, and to anyone listening, you don't if you want to know how to, how to shoot a film, how about start with Citizen Kane and work your way down from that. The, the other one uh, that is really good, and I just saw it recently, I cannot believe that I hadn't seen it before, Paths of Glory by Kubrick. Kubrick.
1: Kubrick I, yeah. every,
0: I, I only got into it about a third of the way. And by the way, everyone listening, you're talking to two film aficionados who just love film right now on this conversation. I, I came into it about a third of the way in after the World War I scenes. Um, and, and all this, you're, you know, the guys that are de- deserters and all that are about to be shot uh, and interrogated. And, and, and I thought, if anyone knows where to place a camera, It's Stanley Kubrick. And I thought this is, and he was only like 29 or 30 when he shot it. And you're Mm -hmm. thinking, oh my goodness, this guy's like 30 years ahead of his time. If he can frame a shot and know where to put the camera at age 29 or 30 for Paths of Glory, well, you can see where it was going going from there. You know, you got to study the masters. And I, I used to use the term Michael, in my, my courses, and my, my seminars, I used to use the term steal from them. And I would go to Africa or from Latin America, some other places. And they'd give me this odd look, like you use the word steal. So I changed the word to borrow, Mm -hmm. borrow from them. And that seemed to work better. I said, borrow from them. And they'll say, why? And they'll say, you don't have a style yet. You don't know exactly you haven't made a mark yet as a director, cameraman, DP, whatever it might be. So borrow from the masters, everybody does it. And then once you find out, find out how and what it is that you want to uh, express up on that screen, then that becomes your style. And I say the number one stealer or thief and borrower is Quentin Tarantino. He will constantly grab from every genre that he wants to and go from there. That's another conversation for two more hours. But um, learning from the masters is so, so important. And it sounds to me like early in our conversation, you talked about how you you had that opportunity to all of a sudden become a cameraman because it dropped in your lap and you had to do it because the other guy was fired for saying bad things in the commissary, whatever it was. And now you're working with top DPs uh and uh j- j- tell me the names again um alan deval and and uh D- Al- alan davio
1: who shot et yeah um kaminsky janish kaminsky yes. who did Schindler's list and he's done every spielberg film since yeah. yeah um yeah the uh and
0: these guys have all all of them have won academy awards why because they were really good
1: yeah that's well, why they
0: won academy awards
1: yeah bill butler for jaws yes um yeah and uh learn learn from them yeah, well, yeah you know it's it's funny because when you get to a certain level as a director of photography and these guys certainly all achieve that dean cundy i've worked with who did you know the back to the futures and so forth the you, these guys um have it in their contracts that they have final say over all the images the quality and all that and uh, because if their name's going on it, they do not want you know some insert shot or some shoddy you know merchandise you know coming in. And so um, that that's uh, working with them, not only working with them but emulating them. And um,
0: yeah, you uh, can see you that. I, I didn't I didn't know that was something that would be in a contract, but uh, when you reach that level, uh, complete uh, Michael Ballhouse, uh, yeah. phenomenal phenomenal still one of my my favorite films is dirty rotten scoundrels and uh i just I just love that uh that film and still makes me laugh 30 some years later and, huh. and he shot that and one of the great things to anyone's listening uh maybe you don't get it as much uh now but in the days of dvd you could listen to the secondary uh the director's comments and such and you can learn a lot if you can get a hold of the DVD, uh, as you listen to that, as you go through the film, as how they made it, what the approach was, difficulties they might have had, and all of that. And take notes. Just take notes from that. We're talking to Michael Seibel, feature film director, who's had a long, really great career, both in the secular film industry and documentaries. We didn't even get to documentaries on Ernie Zamperini or on Charles Colson. Maybe we we'll come back for that some other... Other times, great, great subjects for documentaries. But Michael's had a long, long career. You know, to the young people that are coming up, that are listening, what, what couple of pieces of advice would you say to aspiring creatives, Michael? What, what would you say to them to, for them to consider?
1: Well, the, it's different than what I would have said 20 years ago. Um, you know, you got to get out to Hollywood, you got to get into an apartment and share it with some people and, you know, dream together and you know, all that. And now with the uh, advent, obviously, of digital photography, being able to finish a film fairly decently, almost any geographic area, uh, color grading, uh, mixing and, and, and all of that, uh, I, I say, you know, however you possibly can be on as many film sets as you possibly can. And uh, do as many of the crew positions as you can and um, learn and talk to other people, hang out with them at night. Uh, just, uh, but mainly make a movie, make a movie. If it's a, if it's a short film uh, to show your talent, fine. But always have a full length script or a way to, that, that if you wanna make something a much more ambitious and do that and you don't have to go starve and end up in Hollywood I mean there there's nothing wrong with that still that approach but you can all over the place uh people are making movies left and right um and uh I I would say that it's you're going to have some real tough times uh there's going to be some uh heartbreak uh, there's going to be, um, you know, uh, times when things just don't seem to be working out at all. And, uh, I, uh, just have a good solid support system, have a very strong personal faith, uh, and, uh, be, be willing to take a couple of setbacks. And, um, yesterday my son and I played in a golf tournament and we lost by one putt at oh the my. end at the 18th hole, and um, I said to my son, "Let's come back and get them next year." I when we got these guys' number, we got them right where we want them, and he was uh, he couldn't understand the meaning of failure, and um, uh, and how it actually a failure can teach you more than uh, a success in in, in, a, in a number of cases. So um, uh, that that that's kind of a brief. Uh, encouraging word I would hope
0: no that's good advice yeah and uh, I've I've had other people say you know even in your spare time or 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 such if you hear there's a film happening or a project happening if you could possibly do it volunteer yeah and and you can learn from volunteering and there are times that if you have a good attitude and nobody likes complainers nobody uh, but you have a great attitude, you work hard, you show up on time or even early and leave late that you will prove you have a work ethic. And who knows, you, the next thing that happens, you get a call, hey, now we got something going uh, the third Thursday of the month and you get a call like, are you available? Sure, you, yeah. you, would, be, you would not be surprised how often people that are reliable, good attitudes, bright, uh, who listen more than they talk can really succeed in whatever industry, especially film, TV, and even commercials, which pay well.
1: I I should add that I just did a film in cooperation with the cinema department at Liberty University in um, Virginia. And these students were so well taught and so well trained that within a day, they were up to speed in a lot of crew positions um, that they weren't uh, the they weren't the director of photography or the sound man, you know that type of thing. But they did a lot of support in all of the other departments, including camera, and um, they were amazing and wonderful. And so, about two weeks into the show, somebody yelled something, and they all switched positions and took on another position. And uh, it took about a day for them to get up to speed, and we were going at it again. And um, uh
0: were you surprised at that
1: no i've actually had several uh, uh what would you call them um, not apprentices but you know um understudies and 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 people over the years uh that you you know that within a day or two got up to speed even even people in high school uh if they're very uh, focused uh and 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 by that i mean not on your phone but on the task at hand, you uh, you know, you'll, you'll do well and you'll develop a very good reputation. And if it comes down to between uh, me picking someone who's highly recommended and someone who's never done it, I'm going to take the highly recommended person and, uh, and do it that way. I do have one quick story about, Sure, I was on a film about 15 years ago. And I was uh, asked, well, is in my contract that I have a personal assistant. Now, a personal assistant is not always next to me. Doesn't sound as glamorous as it should be. Uh, they, they might have to pick up my dry cleaning. They might have to go get me a pizza at night or whatever. And, uh, uh, you know, make sure the car is full of gas uh, if we don't have Teamsters and the usual stuff. And uh, three students or advanced out of school students, but young younger uh, in the younger spectrum between, say, 20 and 25 came came in. Um, they were all different uh, sex, uh, uh, ethnicities, you name it. And uh, they, they all interviewed well and they all could have probably have done a good job. So the next day, the production manager said to me, who are you going to hire? I go, you know, I haven't made up my mind yet. And he goes, no, I, I want you to hire somebody right now. I said, well, I'll, I'll let you know in 10 minutes. And he, he he threw an envelope on my desk. And I said, what's this? And he goes, it's a thank you note from one of them. And I go, we'll hire that one.
0: There you go. Boom.
1: Very you simple. Go. You know?
0: Yeah. Oh, that so, makes that makes perfect sense. Because absolutely. Because it, it was someone that had the courtesy. Uh, to to write and say thank you and wrote a card, Yep. and uh, that m- makes complete sense. Completely get it, and yep. I'm sure that person worked out fine.
1: Absolutely, would use him. I would use her again in a heartbeat.
0: There you go. Thank you, uh, Michael Seibel. This has been wonderful. We've gone almost an hour for the full conversation, and this will be cut up into three episodes. But Michael, it's been a treat. I've been wanting to talk with you for quite some time. And I'm glad a a mutual friend was able to set it up and uh, maybe we can have you on in the future and we'll pick pick up where we left off. Thank you so much.
1: Everyone go out and buy a copy of the Mulligan. There you go. Right now. Yeah. Or
0: or stream it. Absolutely. As as soon as it comes on stream it or go to
1: the theater. Uh, (laughs) It's already (laughs) done. It's already done. By the time you hear this podcast, it's out of the theaters but it is ready for you to watch it at home uh, or in any way you want right now.
0: And you won't have to ask as an audience whom Pat Boone is anymore. You'll be able to see him up on the screen. He'll be the old guy that still looks like he has a young face. There you go.
1: He's fantastic. Yep. Good. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Craig.